um, I thought we'd just take a moment to think about what is development research. So this is, the, this is a thing that we now have. We used to have development and we had research and now we have development research or research for development. And I think it's really important for you to just remember what that is so that when you are approaching this kind of work that you're approaching it from the right perspective. So basically in the UK what this means, these are funds to support research that addresses the challenges faced by developing countries and the funds that we have at GCRF for example, DFID, Newton Fund, Gates Foundation, there's lots. These funds in the UK are designed to support the UK AIDS strategy. Yes, we have one. And if, if you clicked on that, you could see it. This is about tackling global challenges, but also in the national interest. <laughs> and whilst also solving uh, one or more of the sustainable development goals, um, usually in a three-year time frame, if you're lucky. So that's uh, they're quite... The idea is that this is a blueprint to achieve a better and more sustainable future for all. The sustainable development goals apply regardless of whether you're doing research in India or whether you're doing research in Reading. You know, the, you know, the, the, the sustainable, they, they cover everything. Of course, we're looking at this from, this, from the LMIC um, um, kind of perspective today. So the other thing, of course, to bear in mind for the cynics in the audience, that's all of you lot, I think, um, is that, in essence, GCRF, this odour funding we have now, is, is, is a kind of political reworking of the UK aid budget. Now, um, for us as universities and researchers and, and, and colleagues here who aren't at universities but who also work in this field, that's kind of nice because it does give us a way of contributing whether you feel that this is the right use for um, aid uh, money is possibly a conversation to have over the possibly second glass of wine um, <laughs> later. Um, the thing to bear in mind with development research, so it's only research that directly and primarily uh, is relevant to the problems of developing countries may be classed as OVA, official development assistance. And that's when you're looking at things like GCRF and DFID, that's the first question that you have to ask yourself. Who's it for? Okay. And you would think that was very obvious, but sometimes it's for our own benefit, it's for our own careers, it's for Oxford. No, it's who is it for? So I've made a picture. Because of this reworking of the, um, um, the kind of our aid commitment, which is this 0.7% of GDP, um, and whilst we have a GDP, <laughs> then 0.7% then of that's quite good. Um, I refer you to the other part of my job. Um, if you look at the first graph, from, from where we were in 2015 to where we will be sort of next year and the year after, there's been a huge increase in um, ODA um, spending. If we imagine, of course, it is a repurposing of what there was before, but it is directed towards research. I can't imagine there's anybody who hasn't memorised 1 to 17 in the second, but those are the sustainable development goals. And these are... This is the context in which you are doing your ODA research. GCRF, the Global Challenges Research Fund, was set up in 2016, I think it was. Uh, 1.5 billion to be spent by 2021. Now that means, when they say spent, that means allocated. It doesn't mean that everything has to stop the end. It just means that 
through 2021, they will still be giving out money for research projects that may then last three or four years after that, but it, it, it will be committed by the end of 2021. And for GCRF projects must be odour compliant, they absolutely have to be. You have to do your little statement of odour compliance and that's the first thing they look at. And if that's no good, they don't look any further. I mean, it, whether you say that's taking it seriously or not, I don't know, but this is, this is what you really need to, to get um, kind of at the back of your mind for everything. The Newton Fund is another UK fund and that's for developing science and innovation partnerships, promote economic development and welfare of collaborating countries. A lot of fellowships. Um, we're talking about how we build networks. I think money and people. In fact, I, could, I should have just said that, shouldn't I? Hello. The future is money and people. Good night. But it is. You know, and, and part of the key is where do we get the money and how do we reach the people? And, and in, in essence, that's the, um, the way we need to think about it. In terms of odour research, we have to embrace this new way of thinking with, with we as university-based researchers. So research rather than aid is a kind of solution. It's being posited now as a solution. <coughs> in all of these things, your partner country, your, your LMIC, whichever one it is, Africa, of course we're only talking about Africa today, it is about your colleagues in Africa, your stakeholders, your, your, your network, whoever it is, they are defining the challenge. We have to move away from the good old days where people like me would come and say to people like you know what your problem is don't you and uh, this is what you need to do and we'll sort it out and then I'll just leave and 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 this 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 was aid this was support this is not the future this is about you telling me what the issue is and we coming up with the best solution that is delivered you know with you not at you not for you but with and it's the prepositions are everything in this new kind of, 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 of world. With and for, okay? If it's not with and for, it's not ODA. <coughs> Excuse me. In order to do all that, of course, equitable partnership is crucial. And again, the equity is not just about the, the interaction, it's about the funding. You know, it, it, the nice thing, or the new thing really with a fund like GCRF, is instead of it saying, dear professor in Oxford, you can have X million pounds to go do something in or on or for Africa. It's actually funding for both parts or many parts of the partnership. And that's a, that, that's a, big, a big change and I think it's important. And we, as Oxford-based researchers, those of us who are, need to bear that in mind when we are building our partnerships. We need to engage with a wide range of, of, of stakeholders. And those aren't stakeholders here although some of those are quite important. It's the stakeholders that you're, who, who, who will help you deliver the solutions that you're looking for. You know, and, and do not underestimate how tricky that can be. I mean, it's bad enough trying to do it in, in, in Whitehall. You know, but, if you're, if you're, but if you're dealing <coughs> you know, across five or six different African countries, I mean, even, even identifying them and, and having the kind of relationships that you knew them, it's really tough and it's hard work and it's not a, it's not quick you know and 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 so it's really again everything's really important um if you don't have that engagement you won't have successful outcomes okay you might have outcomes 
but they're unlikely to be truly successful. And the success is, if you're thinking about the impact, it's, it's stuff that actually gets used. It's not, it's not lovely things you know, that get sort of printed or, or, or published. It's actually stuff that happens. So when we're thinking about success of our activities, our research, whatever, the outputs may, may be non-standard. You know, that it may be something that, that you just wouldn't normally expect in your, in your standard approach to research. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, a, lamina a, a set of laminated cards that, that a clinician might have on one side, that's not, you wouldn't normally expect to return that to, to REF. But actually, in this context, that's exactly the sort of output that would be measurable and effective. And so that's what I mean by the kind of, and there'll be all sorts of things. Um, Obviously, what you need for local context is key, but also what's good for you as an Oxford academic, researcher, um, may have no relevance at all to Africa. So what we're talking about really is research impact versus development impact. Okay. Now, obviously, development impact, that's what we know from DFID and those programs and, and things have changed and nightmare risk monitoring and evaluation and amnesia. Okay. We don't actually want GCRF to be bad, <laughs> but nor, nor is it the same as standard research um, impact. So it's, some, it's a morphing of the two. As I say, you know, a, a, a paper in nature may be of very, very little importance to any of the people you're working with in Africa, though it might look good on your yeah. um, And so we have to rethink. And the development impact needs, it needs to be demonstrated through the influence of non-academic partners also. So it's, you know, it's business, it's NGOs, it's national government departments, local government, multilateral agencies, funders, local actors, and those may be politicians, they may be healthcare people, they may, they may be the elders you know, of a community that you're, you know, whatever the mayor of whatever, whoever it is, these are the people that will help you kind of do, do, do it and therefore be able to demonstrate the impact. And as I said, the key thing is that, is that whatever it is that you're doing, it will be used. And this is the... So, ODA research does not cover academic commentary on development issues. <laughs> okay? Now, you know, the thing is, very often, when people say, oh, yes, I'm interested in Africa, India, or wherever, very often it's that they're, they're interested in writing about it. And what we need to have is people who are interested in doing something about it and where it are the issues that, that are faced. So research should be for, more preposition, not about. Okay? And that's, again, really, <coughs> excuse me, really interesting um, and, and, and just imperative. So when we talk about equitable partnerships and stuff, I mean, obviously, the world's not a very equitable place. And so you might say, well, how, how could we have an equitable partnership with kind of big old Oxford, big old rich, you know, everybody knows Oxford, and a, and a university, for example, in Africa? So we asked that question. And so the Arua UKRI GCRF Partnership Programme for Capacity Building, this is the sort of thing that at the government level um, is being put in place to just try and help. Now, of course, the problem is that when we talk about Africa, it, it's, it's a very big place. They're a very big place. A very, uh, you know, it's a big collection of a lot of places that are all very different and have their 
their different um, kind of regional and national needs. Um, and some, um, the capacity and capability is much higher in, in some parts than others because of historic um, sort of wealth or investment. However, what they're trying to do is to build capacity for science and research across African universities. Now, sadly, there are only about 13 centres at the moment. But it is to provide opportunities for the research teams and GCRF grant holders. So that's all us in, in, in oh, I say us, I mean you, in Oxford, who've got GCRF, plus people in Africa to go, hey, we can build on this. You've already had some funding. We can take this further. Um, and I think that's something that um, we need to take advantage of if we can. It is around building equitable collaboration. And that, that, you know. Now, the, the government are saying this, and um, the, I think the research councils are pushing this very hard. We have to keep this and say that this, this is the way that it has to be. And in fact, more money needs to go. Um, to Africa, which what, what, but of course for the sustainability of your re the, 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 the Oxford-based teams, what that means is there needs to be more money overall. And I think pushing as you know from the spending review onwards, and so, this is what we need. If we're going to make a real difference, 1.5 billion just isn't enough. Um, and so um, the program, this program that was in that, uh, introduced last year, there are two strands. The capacity. This is the. Um, there are, there are 13 um, ARUA centres of excellence around um, Africa. Many of them, of course, in <laughs> I know, I know. <sighs> we'll work on that one as well. Um, so there was a call, capacity building. So I think about um, 11 or 12 grants have been um, <coughs> Um, awarded, and that's about 600k for some of these centres. And that there's a named PI in each of these centres. So for those of you who haven't yet necessarily kind of done done your um, got got your right network, maybe start to look at places where people have funding mm. and where those people are known. You know, and at least see, try you know align yourself. You know, you can align yourself with an issue, perfect, because that means to drive your your own sort of interest. You can align yourself in a, in, in a country, because of, again, for that. But also then within there, maybe one of the best ways to start to think about how you may build the right network is to go, well, who's doing really good stuff in this field? You know, and maybe, given that the UK is funding some of them, that maybe they've done some of that work for you. Now, it may be that, that the people you want to work with aren't in those, and that's fine, because there are many, many more universities in Africa than there is funding for excellence. So... I shouldn't let you let that rule anything else out. The research excellence strand, um, there was a call earlier this year. They're going to fund um, up to six joint research projects, and we'll know what those are in February. Um, so again, for those of you who are Oxford based, you have to hope there's one here. It isn't all about research. The UK government is also looking at innovation and trade. So last year, they, they announced these innovation partnerships with African countries. So it's South Africa, Kenya, and Nigeria. So this is about um, boosting innovation in technology, and they've got accelerator programs, entrepreneurship schemes. Now, for some of the work that happens in Oxford, cause so we have accelerator programs, impact acceleration. Some of the stuff that's coming out of, of the research that's happening here is, and she's going, yes, is absolutely perfect to, to slot into development through these innovation programs. And that's fine. You know, that's another way. It's not necessarily all about research. Um, early next year, um, this is on the DFID website, there's a, a UK-Africa Investment Summit 
and this is business, governments, international institutions showcase and promote the breadth and quality of investment opportunities across Africa. I, it's probably an interesting thing, whether there's anything, it, it will tell you potentially what may be coming next in terms of, of how the relationships between the UK around trade, around growth. When you think about countries, you know, the higher middle income countries, you know, what the UK is interested in doing is investing in things that will give a return. What they're looking for are future trade partners, and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so this is why they're doing that. Um, we, should, we need to be a part of that, but from the research perspective too. Because it, the, the greater the divergence, I think, between the knowledge that comes from research that feeds into innovation and what governments may be doing in terms of just trade, then, that, then I, generally I don't think that's particularly healthy in, in, in um, times to come. Um, another thought, just because it's UK Africa doesn't mean that the UK has to pay for it. So the other bit I do um, is the European stuff. So almost all of European research funding is aligned to the Sustainable Development Goals. So the current framework programme in Horizon 2020, it's all there. In the collaborative parts of those programmes, all DAC-less countries, with the exception of India, Brazil, and two other of the high-income um, China, um, they are eligible to be directly funded from the European Commission. Now, what that means, of course, is that there'd be you in whichever African country you're working with, somebody in Oxford, and you would need a couple of others across Europe. But you know what? Oxford's so well connected into Europe. Those, those, those networks are there. So it just adds another dimension and a place that, that Oxford colleagues, let alone people from, from, from Africa, should be looking at. And then in the current programme, there are also um, a couple of, um, well, there are many um, special initiatives, but I just picked a couple out. The EU-Africa Partnership on Food, Nutrition, Security and Sustainable Agriculture. They took millions and millions of euros into that. There's co cooperation with African countries on renewable energies, and these are in the collaborative parts of the programme. So, and this is going to continue and increase in the next framework programme that will start in 2021. Whether we're in it or not, remains to be seen. However, Africa, um, Africa can participate as a third country. We, if we're not, if we don't, if we leave without a deal, we too can participate on a, we, we, sorry, the UK can participate on a self-funded basis. So the government would pay for us to be in those programmes. But African countries um, and institutions, they will be funded directly from the UK. Okay. It's still a thing. Partnerships. Remember, so this is all money. Okay. Remember, I said that there is a point to this. Remember, I said that people thing. So the Mar so the Europe has this thing called the People Program, and one of the things is the Marius Klodowska Curie Fellowships. Okay. For those of you who didn't know, Marie Curie was actually Polish, and when the Polish, when when Poland had the presidency, the thing that they did was make sure that they put Sklodowska back in her name, um, and then most of us spent ages, A, learning how to pronounce it, and B, finding that funny L thing. Um, on a, yeah, I cut and paste that every time. I can never remember where it is. What part of the Marie Curie program um, are the, the fellowships? And these are either global or European. So in order to get a Marie Curie fellowship, you have to cross a border. Okay, these are open, for, these are for researchers. And in the next program, they're likely to be more early career 
researchers. At the moment, it's for anybody. So there's one more call where anybody can do it, okay? And depending on how it goes, UK people may still be eligible. And when I say UK, it's people who are in the UK. Not, it's nothing to do with your nationality. It's to do with where you're based. So the European ones, where you go from one European country to another to learn, to, to do your amazing research project. Interestingly, of course, you can apply from anywhere. So anybody, anywhere in Africa, can apply to come to Oxford for two years. And the departments get some money, you get some research, you get, you get a, um, um, a really high living allowance, so your salary is high, you get money because you're not at home, you get, yeah, I mean, honestly, and you get... Um, <laughs> It's, they're, they're great. I mean, do talk to the European part of my team about them. And the, next, the, the final call in this programme will be next September. For Oxford people, what you can do is apply for a global fellowship, which means you can go to a third country, so non-EU, for two years, and then you get to come back for a third year. And you have to come back. When you're thinking about either your own careers, for those early career researchers who are here, um, then either it is that you can go and you, you can actually get those, those, um, those real relationships. For those of you who are on the short-term um, fellowships, the AFOX fellowships, use that as an opportunity to find your scientist in charge here. Go back to insert name of institution here and then write your Marie Curie and then come and get paid for two years. I mean, it works for me, yeah? And what, you, what we're doing then is we're using European money to actually do the things that we want to do, which are to build those proper deep um, collaborations. Research Professional has loads and loads of, of opportunities, all sorts of random stuff on other international funders who, who, who can... Um, and and they're, they're so, you know, the search terms you can put in are so random and there's always, there's always one person who will fund the randomest thing you can think of and I, I, I think it's a competition we should run. So finally, whoopsie, no, finally, the future of UK Africa research funding. Well, I think it's right here, yeah, in this room, but in Oxford. So, you know, Oxford takes this very seriously. You know, is that kind of beacon that says, okay, we're serious about this. This is something that is important. And so the university supports that financially, don't I? We. <laughs> Not only that, though, we, apart from you know, helping fund some of the AFOX activities, we also have internal <coughs> policy proposals so that people who are trying to build these things or, or, or you know, have start research programs or whatever, they can apply for funding in order to get those going. Although I have to say we've just been somewhat overwhelmed. We, we thought we'd have a little, a little, <coughs> little small interim call. How many was it, James? 70-something. 70-something. We thought we'd get about 10. 70-odd. So that's going to take some um, sorting out. Um, Anyway, but we are doing that. There are national and international sources of funding to do this. Interestingly, the new internationalisation agenda that the UK now has, I mean, there's a sort of irony of why coming out of one international kind of grouping of the EU, that, that very much the, the discourse is that we will be open to the world. Luckily, the what the government is doing then is putting some money behind that, the Fund for International Collaboration, some of these um, initiatives. We need to... 
um, keep pushing them on this agenda. You know, and the university is very good at, at doing that sort of lobbying. But as I said earlier, it's really, really important that, that, that more money comes so that we can actually do this great stuff. But I think it's also important that the future plans of the government that, and, and the funding that goes with that goes beyond ODA. I don't think that the, the future, uh, certainly of Oxford's um, relationship with Africa, should be based purely on ODA research. Oxford is full of amazing academics and researchers who want to do amazing research into all sorts of stuff. There's some way random stuff that goes on here, and it's amazing. And you know what? They have counterparts all across Africa who are these amazing researchers who just want to do amazing research on, 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 on stuff. And actually what we need is also funding that can allow those partnerships to rise. That we can't, we shouldn't just, shouldn't just base it on the ODA, I think. I think it's, we should have the, the partnerships for excellent research and that research should be on anything that excites you. So that's the future plan. Thank you. Yeah, okay.